Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Rip, and as always, I'm joined by... Jumby. Welcome back to us reviewing the show where the plot's made up and the rules don't matter. (laughs) Classic. That's right. Chucky season two. (laughs) Episode eight called... Chucky, Chucky, actually. You get it, Chucky, actually, because there's a popular Christmas movie called Love Actually. Hilarious. <laughs> it, is, it is pretty cute that they tie in movie names to this. But right now, I'm angry. <laughs> so. Also, Merry Christmas, everybody. That's right. We're reviewing yeah. this on time. So it's Christmas time. Yeah, and happy holidays. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. You're right. Isn't Happy holidays as well. Crazy! Oh my gosh! It's so cold. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, when was the last time that happened? Um, but Chucky actually, where did we leave off? We left off with. It's hard to remember. There was some plots that just went away. I can't remember. Stupid ass sister Ruth dying at the hands of Glenda. Chucky also died, seemingly, like, the last Chucky doll was shot to death by Andy in a very brutal fashion. With the jaw broken, and we were, was like, okay, and, Chucky's And Glenn awesome. got shot. And Glenn got shot. And we were like, Chucky's coming back, obviously, but how? Does that supposed to be the last good guy doll? Which, nobody believes that, right? <laughs> Does that even have to be a plot point? It's the last one. I bet there's another one. Because what else are you going to do? And then even in this one, like we're going to get to what happens in it. But even if this one, they get to the last one, we know there's going to be a hundred more. Yeah. There's always one more. <laughs> in a landfill somewhere. Somewhere. Someone like in a mm-hmm. dumpster, someone's secret collection. Or overseas collection. A factory that just didn't ship them out somewhere mm-hmm. Chucky goes to China and there's a hundred million dollars over there and so but we got something different we got Chucky's jaw got, jaw got shot off and they inquired is Chucky's life flashing before his eyes and we get Dr. Mixter and Chucky in the eyes of this Chucky doll the flashbacks happening but something's we off. See something's not Chucky right. and Chucky as a kid. We were seeing like a memory of Chucky as a kid getting counseling from this crazy psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, this is some deep seated Chucky memory from his childhood where she kind of like pushed him toward madness that he was already going toward, but she exacerbated it. Yeah. But then slowly, as the memories unfold, we realize these aren't Chucky's memories at all. Because we're seeing scenes where it's just a psychiatrist and Chucky's not even in the room. And we're like, how the hell did he know about that? He wasn't there. Yeah. Was it a... This is the mind of the psychiatrist. Yes. and What a cop-out. Yeah. Or a great plot point, depending on your mood. <laughs> it is Christmas, after all. It is the holidays. Mm-hmm. Very forgiving times. Yeah. So this is the mind of Dr. Mixer, because as they were getting away... During the time Sister Ruth was pulling out a knife from her eye, she, um, Chucky punched Dr. Mixter in the face and switched, used voodoo to switch bodies. So Chucky is not tethered to just good guy dolls. He can do whatever. But I feel like we know that because Nika happened to Nika already. So we know Chucky. Why doesn't he just do this all the time? Because he likes the aesthetic of the doll and he can maneuver around easily. Yeah, but you know. He could just take over some big guy. He can go to the Rock's house using Jennifer Tilly as a cover and just take the Rock's body and then you know how much crazy stuff he can do with the Rock? Yeah. Obviously, they can't afford the Rock, so that's why it didn't happen, but like, <laughs> he could do that. You grab Vin Diesel. That's true. He's always available. <laughs> um, Family. Family. Stabs everyone. <laughs> so... We got a flashback with Dr. Mixer. Vehicular manslaughter. That's what I was going for with Vince, Vin Diesel. 
Yeah, fast and furious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, he could do a pun on the name of the episode with that. And you know that's how you fit Chucky get. in there. So, so we get the flashback. We know it's Doctor Mixter. Chucky switched the bodies, and Andy, and the best plot device or plot, uh, what's it called? The uh, cop out ever shoots the jaw off so it's not like Dr. Mixer can scream for help and be like Chucky switch bodies with me no 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 and that's it Dr. Mixer dies uh in Dr. Mixer's soul dies in Chucky's body and then Chucky's soul that now took over old lady Dr. (laughs) Mixer's body is scurrying away scot-free and nobody shoots her in the back nope which I thought was weird this guy's all about killing that Chucky doll. Yeah. I guess he doesn't kill normal people. I guess not. <laughs> but this person's going to kill you and bring more Chuckies. Like, you have to do away with anyone who knows that ritual. And how would you explain that to the police? How do you explain whatever was left over to the police? You got a dead nun there on campus. You got a blown up priest. I mean, <laughs> what's one more body? I don't... What are you going to do? Exactly. You might as well solve the problem. You're still going to get in trouble, which they didn't. And that's another thing that just keeps happening in this show. <laughs> Nobody gets in trouble with the police except for that one time where they got sent to boarding school. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That was it. So, one interesting thing to note is that, which I hate because I just. They kind of painted this picture that this that uh Charles Lee Ray from from Young was just born like he's a just a sociopath, whatever path you want to go, narcissist, just mm-hmm. a criminal. And now with Doctor Mixer in there, you're trying to see, you're just seeing that like she's been encouraging it the entire time. In fact, even asking him, um, oh. uh did you want to kill your mom beforehand or is it did you just find it as a necessity? And she asked this question several times throughout his adolescent years and the answer essentially is like both. I've thought about doing it but at that time I felt that it was a necessity to get out of that situation. Well that shows he is a true sociopath slash psychopath. I mean they're not the same thing but like they're he's both. Yeah, and she's like, don't give me the boring answer. Give me the good answer. It's like mm-hmm. She just keeps enabling him and really just keeping him away from any other therapist who might help him. Yeah. <laughs> she's not even trying to understand him. And she, and she also revealed that Wait, she... Pe- but also in the records, like, she is famous serial killer, Charles Lee Ray's old school psychiatrist slash probably long-term psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever and they get sent to the school where she works and they're tied to the good guy doll and what they claimed to the police that nobody believed does does no one put two and two together in this show if they did like chucky's old home is where they got sent like (laughs) good guy dolls keep getting mailed (laughs) no one's ever gonna believe that an inanimate object like a doll is kind of going around killing people the next big thing this show is going to do is going to be like Chucky gets caught on camera or on stream. Mm. What special effects? That's crazy. Wow. The production value. <laughs> I'm subscribing. I'm liking. I'm leaving a comment. He killed somebody. That's amazing. That blood almost looks real. That's what they did to that streamer who was <laughs> super happy about it. Yeah. Um... Is she a streamer or was she a wrestler? Oh, Liv Morgan? I think she's a wrestler, no, she's yeah. Former she's a WWE women's champion Liv Morgan. Correct. But she also streams now. Probably. I'm sure I'm sure they did. A good plethora of wrestlers from both WWE and AEW stream. Mm-hmm. It just good. makes sense. So yeah. they make me. Why not? Why not? And then they have podcasts too, so check those out. They're out there. <laughs> they do not 
advocate for us despite us advocating. They don't know us. that. They <laughs> might. They just don't know who we are. <laughs> so um so that's the end of Dr. Mixter. We see Chucky mm-hmm. drive in Dr. Mixter's body to her old office, goes behind the safe, puts in a code showing us the numbers, so I'm sure it's relevant in some capacity. But overall, that's not what we were shocked about. Because she saved a good guy doll in her safe. So there is still one more. Awesome. Great. And yep. Who could have saw that coming? And the soul gets transferred. The end. That's it. Chucky's back. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. We only learned that there was one Chucky left like an episode ago when he announced that all the other ones are dead. Hmm. Um, you didn't even have enough time to be like, Oh, they're running out of Chuckies. Like, you, I don't know. You don't have enough time to care. Like, think about that. Yeah. I just don't care anymore. You know, the show does your best to make it make you not care. Which somehow in the first season worked for me. Like, you don't care too much about the characters. But I was very interested in like seeing how Chucky's going to interact with the world and not get caught. I think that's what was keeping my interest in season one. Where it's like, how is he going to tiptoe around this? Or how are they going to not catch on to the fact that there's something supernatural going on here? And he kept finding little ways to slip out of it. um, Even though the body count kept piling up. (laughs) But in this one, they just, you know, let go of the wheel. They just say, it's going wild. I don't care. Anything (laughs) can happen. People can watch Chucky with their own eyes and not believe it. I thought they did. (laughs) Or worship him. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Went off the rails. Whatever. She's dead. <laughs> yeah, she is. So. Least favorite character of the season, hands down, is <laughs> that lady, Ruth. Yes. Um, But that's what's going on there. We got to talk about the next thing, the next set of characters, which is what happened to Glenn? Well... Glenda is visiting their twin in the hospital, and it doesn't look good. They call their mother, Jennifer Tilly, or Tiff, and Jennifer Tilly's not allowed anywhere because she's a suspect for murder. She can't go visit her kids, but... Because they have a police guard watching, you know, Glenn recovering in the hospital at all times. Yes. And that's when Glenda reveals that they are ready to do this. Bring the doll. I am ready. And so, <laughs> Jennifer Tilly's like, okay, but I can't, I obviously can't go in there. Jennifer Tilly's a wanted criminal. Glenda says, well, Jennifer Tilly is also a world-famous actress. You are Jennifer Tilly. Act. Act your Act she kind of did. And all she did was put on some doctor scrubs and walk into the room while getting distracted by Glenda, while the guard gets distracted by Glenda. But... Jennifer Tilly, well, Tiff brings out the doll once they're inside the room and everybody's ready. It, I had predicted that Glenn's soul was going to be put back into the doll in order to save Against her life. Against Glenn's will? I mean, we don't really know how Glenn feels about this. But Jennifer Tilly admits that she held on to this doll all these years just in case this needed to happen and Glenda gave to your approval so okay before that happens guard walks in he's not happy he's about to 
pull out the gun and get Jennifer Tilly out of there, but he's actually in shock. Yeah, because she's he's like a really big fan. <laughs> he's like, like, oh my god, Jennifer Tilly! I can't believe you actually showed up here, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Glenda's like, why don't you take a sip of your coffee? And he's like, I'm not he's falling like, for that. And then during that time is when <laughs> Tiff picks up a a vase and breaks it over his head because that was the real plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, at least he avoid, avoided coffee being thrown in his face. Nothing hurts more than a facial burn, am I right? Yeah, which is why Glenda proceeded to grab the what are those called? The clear things? EKG machine? Yeah, and is that what it is? I think so. Yeah, and then uh, defibrillator. Defibrillator. Yes. Wait, is it? Yeah. Because I can't pronounce that to save my life. I feel like it's defibrillator. I know it's not a nebulizer because that is from MIB. So they used the defibrillator on the cop. And the cop's head is surrounded by water Mm -hmm. from the vase. So when the defibrillator went off, the cop's entire head just burst into flames like he was Hades from the Hercules cartoon. Yes. And good thing that vase was filled with gasoline. (laughs) It could be part of the plan too. Mm -hmm. But Tiff sneaks back out and when the nurse walks in, they see Glenda and Glenn's lifeless body on the bed. They're pronounced dead. Oh, and the <laughs> the charred remains of the cops, the the security guard. Mm. So, uh, we cut to Tiff talking to um their child in this in the back back home in the doll. The souls of both Glenn and Glenda are inside the doll. And now something here that I forgot about in the movies. Apparently, Glenn the doll had a very strong British accent mm-hmm. that I vaguely remember, but can't really remember. I think that was part of the movie. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Maybe they got just a bright. weird detail. I don't know why why that happened. But part of Cedar Chucky. I mean, it it kind of makes sense. Not really makes sense, but like it, it kind of rings a bell in my head. <laughs> Get it? Because it's Christmas. Rings a bell. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, Jingle bells. But yes, the the doll has the English accent. Tiff doesn't know what to call their child, and they say, "Gigi, call me Gigi." Good game. <laughs> and uh, they decide to go to London to find themselves where they originate. So kudos to them. And they're off. And what is what is Tiff going to do, you ask? Well, she sees an important uh, Instagram. Live Instagram or TikTok from the mayor or Lexi's mom. And we got to go all the way back to talk about that. Because after the whole incident with the church, (laughs) the boarding school, we get a quick wrap up of everything that happened. Um, By wrap up, we mean the, you know, complete throwing away of plot lines. This whole season does constantly. So they're not stuck in the boarding school anymore. The boarding school is shut down. Consequences are erased by three weeks of community service. Yay. That's good. Have you ever blown up a kid and got three weeks of community service? (laughs) Because that's what the court system did, apparently, in this. (laughs) And that's what happened. And everybody's mm-hmm. good. I'm sure, you know what? Maybe, uh, what's it, they're Kathy? I don't know, I mm-hmm. forget her name. Um, 
the cool sister. Maybe she yeah. put in a good word off for them because she was the only one that survived that whole, whole ordeal. Hmm. But, uh, um, she must have put it. in a couple of good words <laughs> to get them out of that situation. I don't know what they're going to do with the rest of their lives. Their criminal record for murder or like manslaughter, at least. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they Child's have life. to constantly go to that, um, that person for that um for recommendations. You know, always get a sign off letter, something that they're reformed. But Jake tells us that. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, Jake tells us that. Um, that they finished their community, that he finished his community service. So did Lexi, and it's just Devin that has to do it. He's going to stay over for the holidays at Lexi's place, and Lexi kind of just immediately, oh, by the way, I haven't told my mom yet. And he's like, are you serious? You're just going to spring this on me? He's like, don't worry, just follow my lead. And Lexi does. And to everyone's surprise, the mom's cool with it. She's like, yeah, I'm the mayor. I understand this child is an orphan. Of course I will open up my home to the less fortunate. I will never do anything bad. I'm a good person. And you're just like, okay, coming on a little strong for your child. And then she's like, wait, not just one, but two orphans. And then Devin comes downstairs. Merry Christmas. Oh, my gosh. And then she's like, yeah. Of course, why would I deny two orphans that are your friends? And as soon as... And they're also friends with each other. Am I right, boys? And they're like, no. And they start getting real close and intimate. And this really upsets the mayor. (laughs) It doesn't upset the mayor on a personal level. But it upsets the mayor because her voters and her base, they don't (laughs) like that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's uh Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Jake's dad's base. But mm-hmm. that's when we learned that she had her phone to the side and she was doing another TikTok Instagram Instagram live video. Mm-hmm. And This she, is in America, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, this is in Jersey. Right. So <laughs> After she turns off her phone, she's like, Lexi, are you fucking kidding me? Why'd you do this? Why'd you spring this up on me? You say, well, you can't do anything about it now. Let's go have fun. Bye, everybody. And what was it? Devin gives Jake a gift. And that's when Jake's like, oh, you gave me a gift? He's like, yeah. He's like, okay, well, I got a gift for you. I got to go get it's it. It's at the mall. <laughs> and I haven't given any money for it yet, but I'm about to go get it. And he's like, Devin's like, all I want for Christmas is to be with you. And he's like, that was what I wanted for Christmas too, but you got me a gift. So you're not, I'm not going to get two gifts while you get one. I'm going to go get you something. And Devin kind of had you, to eat you, that. Really, you're doing this, Devin. I wanted to stay here, but you had to be a fucking <laughs> asshole. He just gets mad at Devin, seemingly, for no reason. <laughs> but this is a... Devin being there was a surprise for Jake and that was supposed to be the gift and that could have been enough. But Jake's like, I gotta go get you something. So they went, he went to go get them, uh, get Devin a gift. Um, when Jake comes back with the gift, after what seems like a long in-between of all that, um, we see that Devin got Jake um Jake got Devin a gift and it's a big box and when Devin opens it which he appreciates the thought that counts but when he opens it it's stuff for podcasting the best equipment out there anybody and would love it oh my god that'd be so, so great that's such a great gift but not Devin Devin says thank you and Jake goes sullen he's like what, what happened he's like look I love the gift. I love that you thought about me. But podcasting was so last year. <laughs> I'm over it. What a pretentious thing to say. 
and he doesn't give a shit about his followers Mm -hmm. wow he doesn't deserve all 100 of them yeah on a different note if you like this podcast give us a like (laughs) follow for fans or we'll quit (laughs) you know what we could have used that uh that material that that gift but no Devin had to be selfish and keep it for jake also Devin, your career options are very slim you better get back into (laughs) podcasting because no one's gonna hire you for anything with the record they all have now (sighs) you gotta be self-made good luck (laughs) so so they have that argument and it feels jake doesn't feel appreciated and Devin doesn't feel understood which is like the most common couple argument you'll you'll ever find. If you ever find yourself in that argument, the best way to do to deal with it is just to talk it out. There's a lot of unsaid things there. They don't do that. No. If they're not in the same room, it's like they don't exist to each other. Because that's what it seems like. They don't text. They don't call. They they see each other and like, oh my god, <laughs> I can't believe it's been months since I've even spoken to you. Like they don't live in the future. <laughs> so. Um, so we get the, the cross family Christmas dinner. Everybody's mm-hmm. not happy. And we get passive aggressiveness between Jake and Devin who are at the Christmas table. Very forced passive aggression <laughs> on Jake's part. Uh, Caroline's like, oh, is it, um, Lexi's mom He's like, oh, Carolyn, are you? Because, you know, Lexi has a little sister. We haven't seen her all season, but she's here. He's like, oh, what do you have? Uh, you're excited for Santa? She's like, oh, I'm just thankful to get any gift. And then Jake's like, huh, huh, huh. you know, some people should learn that. Well, he didn't say that, but, you know. Just a He's like, well, even if you don't like it, little girl, it's fine. You could return it for money because money is important. And being a real fucking weirdo projecting this weird insecurity of his onto a child at christmas dinner when you're a guest in their home this <laughs> this kid's an animal what, where was he raised i guess in an abusive household so what what am i talking about i guess he, he wouldn't turn out like that <laughs> i can't handle your 180 that just threw me off <laughs> i guess he wouldn't be a normal kid it's just he seems normal sometimes and then he just goes crazy <laughs> um and then Devin's Devin's like, dude, man, like, what's your problem? Like, you act like you're doing me a favor, but really, you're just doing yourself a favor. And he's like, well, yeah, how am I doing myself a favor? Explain that to me, Devin. Well, you're doing this because of the, whatever guilt and whatever bad feeling you have that you're trying to get rid of. And they go back and forth because Devin makes a point of, like, you haven't talked to me. You haven't tried to talk to me. We went through who knows how much. Like, you didn't even try to contact me for Halloween. And then Jake has to swallow that. And Miss Cross is like, okay, can we get no fighting, please? And then Lexi has her own things to say about this. She's like, look, they're fighting and they need to get it out. Just like, I need to get this off my chest. And Miss Cross is like, here we go. Lexi's going to get something off her chest. I wonder what it's about. And Lexi's like, I'm sorry. (laughs) And then she's like, what? She's like, yes, I'm sorry. When it came to my addictions and everything happening in my life, I've always blamed you because you're selfish, you're arrogant, you're narcissistic, you only care about yourself. (laughs) One adjective was enough. Thank you. And she's like, wow, what? that's an apology, I guess. And then Lexi's like, look, I should have, while I was dealing with my stuff and blaming you, I didn't realize that you have your own stuff to deal with that you're not talking about. And I'm sorry for putting that burden without understanding, but now I'm starting to understand. And they have a tender moment. And... Lexi kind of reveals like they both handled their problems in the same way and taking it out on each other when really they just needed somebody there and they understood and then you're like you know what 
this is a good family and you know what yeah we can we can work this out and carolyn's like good now devin and jake now want what are you waiting for you guys make up and they all laugh they're happy <laughs> hee hee ho ho hee hee that's what they all say and in the middle of this at some point uh we have a nativity scene with uh that mary cross was videotaping and she it's on her tiktok which jennifer tilly or tiff was looking at and she realized that there's a doll there that that could be used for herself and she just needs to get over there this is when she was talking to Gigi, but she needs to get over there to put her soul into that doll so she can get away from this wanted criminal life. And as on top of that, we hear that on the news, kind of off to the side, but Dr. Mixter, they found her body and they all they could do is just say that she died of natural causes. So, there you go. So that got wrapped up too. I can't believe they didn't have Google alerts for their phones about Doxer Mixer. I just, there's a lot of things that, that is questionable here. So we get the scene. Everybody made up, sort of. Lexi's in bed, and she's with Devin and Jake, who's on the floor on in bed in some kind of bed together. Hmm. In my bed, I mean, they have a, a blanket with covers over and pillows. So, Lexi asked the question, are we going to end up like Andy and, what was it? Kyle. Kyle. We're just forever looking over our shoulders. and Having know, no life outside of the Chucky ex- obsession. We, every time when we see a knife, are we gonna freak out? Any box that any box that comes in a big package, is that gonna freak us out? And Devin's kind of like, yeah, we learn to live with it, you know. But Jake is like, but Chucky's dead, and that's some that's just a victory for us, you know. Yeah, we have to deal with it, learn to deal with it, but at least we can rest, knowing that Chucky's dead, f- for sure. And it's like they almost, it's like they forgot that Dr. Mixter's out there somewhere. Like Or I, Jennifer Tilly <laughs> or Nika or anybody. Like, I wouldn't trust any of that shit, man. There's too many people out there. <laughs> he never dies. And he can come back with a little enchantment. So anybody who's his friend could bring him back. So Jennifer Tilly, they have no reason to assume that she wouldn't just bring him back. They have no reason to assume that Dr. Mixer won't just do it. I don't know why they let their guard down for no reason. Yeah, I don't know. But that made Lexi feel better. And she was hoping that the three of them could just hang out, be there for each other whenever that happens, instead of going about it, trying to handle it separately. She wished some, she's like, good night, my dorks. And they smile. And then this Start is Start making out. <laughs> well, J- yes, they do. But Jake and Devin have their conversation. Jake owns up to everything that that he's been trying to do. He's been trying to do it by himself. Um, yeah. And Devin understands. And, and it's like... Devin explains that he doesn't need to try to be this person to try to get him gifts or anything like that. He just needs to be himself, and that's the Jake he likes. He likes the Jake that stands up for other people, that knows the right from wrong, and who's always trying their best, even though uh, Jake is not successful all the time. And Jake appreciates that. And I think they finally are able to listen to each other and understand what's going on. And they make out. And like he's like, your kisses are waking me up. Please stop. And they're like, okay. And then she closes her eyes, and then they go at it again. <laughs> and during this time, we see Chucky jump down from the win- uh, from the chimney. He's in the house, but he's not alone because Jennifer Tilly's in this house too. She finds a way in, 
and it wasn't even that hard for her. She just opened the door and walked in. There's no security alarm. The, nothing. the sliding door was open in the mayor's house. Yes. With no alarm system or police or even a gated community. <laughs> and Chucky and Tiff have a confrontation. They look at each other. They're about to fight. <laughs> she's like, I thought you were dead. And he's like, yeah, I've had a nickel. <laughs> but he's like, this is what I'm... Because he has a chainsaw. Earlier, we saw Chucky looking through a catalog, and he found the most quietest chainsaw imaginable. Ooh. And he got it. So he's here. And he's like, I'm going to go teach those little shits a lesson. But And not only them, we're kids. <laughs> and... uh. Tiff is like, why do you want to know that? He's like, don't try this shit. All right? They need to be taught a lesson too because they betrayed me. And I know you're holding out. And before they can get into a real fight. Oh, he mentioned something in particular, though, during that confrontation. That he's going to kill Jake. He's going to kill Devin. He's going to kill Lexi. He's going to kill Lexi's mom. He's going to kill any parental figure they've ever had. But... Caroline's cool. She has potential. She's not going <laughs> to die. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. You're fuck cool. Fuck you. you. That's basically what he said. <laughs> so, um, it's at this point, the mayor comes downstairs. Chucky hides. And they have a... Turn Jennifer Tilly have a conversation, right? She's like, Jennifer Tilly, oh my god, you're back. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm in your home. But... I don't know how else to reach you. I'm wanted for murder. And they, they're they just not going to understand. So this is the only way I could talk to you. Which is kind of legit. And she's like, "And don't worry about that. That's just a misunderstanding. You know? Uh, I'm trying to get that cleared up. And unfortunately, remember the dolls? Remember that tragedy that happened? Uh, well, they all vanished. And I'm trying to clear my name here. So I thought we could try it with the charity again, but I need that doll outside in your nativity scene. And she's like, Miss Cross is like, oh, hell yeah. I'm so sorry for all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me do this. And then before that, can we get a picture? She's like, yeah, that actually would help with my, you know, everything that's going on. The mayor is going to be like, hey, it was just a misunderstanding about these murders. And um, before they can do that, Chucky leaps out with the chainsaw and saws the mayor's body in half in the slowest, most gruesome death you can watch in this episode. She is split in two. And Jennifer Tilly is just like, you killed the kid's mother's? On Christmas? <laughs> you monster. <laughs> and that's at this point, Lexi comes down and Jennifer Tilly and, then ch- and, and holds Chucky down, putting her foot on his nuts, knocking away the chainsaw. And then Chucky's like, hey, uh, Tiff, a little help here. And then she's like, eh, no. And she runs upstairs. Because the doll's in her and Carolyn's room, she's gonna go do get the doll. And it's at this point, Tiff gets a chainsaw. She's like, "You fucking did this to my mother. That's my mom. Fuck you." And she chainsaw and Chucky's like, "Hey, let's talk about this. I can give you all the drugs you want." She's like, "She's like, I'll see you in hell," and saws the Chucky doll in half, letting out all her anger. But she's not the only one. Because when Tiff goes to retrieve the doll from Carolyn's room, Jake's in bed instead, and he has a knife, and he stabs her, and Devin stabs her. And the three of them go upstairs, and they corner her. And she's like, ah! And the kids are one second children of the corn. They're going to stab her to death and, you know, all this gruesome shit. Well, actually, this, this is my favorite line. And then uh, Jake's like, Devin, call the cops. 
And then Devin's like, you're lucky Jake's a good person. Because <laughs> we were going to, if it was just me and Lexi, we were going to fuck you up. And Jake's like, oh, they both just stabbed her. Yeah. And now they're taking the high and mighty road. Eh, keep her from moving, I guess. Uh, for going too far. I want to explain to them what happened to Lexi's mom. <laughs> so Jennifer uh, Tiff is cornered. Devin's about to call the cops, but Carolyn comes out and she stands right next to Tiff and Tiff puts a knife on her throat and Carolyn looks right at them. And she says, put your knives down and hang up. And she puts her neck closer to the knife, seeing that if they don't do what Carolyn says, Carolyn is going to cut herself on the neck and that's not an injury you can come back from real easy. Sometimes it takes a lot. So they do what she says, and Lexi is just freaked out. She's like, Carolyn, what are you doing? And Carolyn, the sweet little girl who's very young, explains that Chucky told her that uh, that she's been adopted. Lexi's not her sister. The mayor was not her mom. And her dad is well now her dad. So she pretended like she cared and that it bothered her because she knows her real parents. And that's... Chucky's the king of gaslighting. <laughs> exactly. And we saw him work her over in the beginning, in all of season one. So this doesn't really come as a shock. But that she's crazy, no. Yeah. So Tiff is like, All right, let's go. She's like, Yes, mama. Let's go bring back daddy or whatever. And then she, they leave with the doll. And of course, they immediately call the cops. The cops come. They explain what happened. And they're like, yeah, Jennifer. T- so you're like, you're saying Jennifer Tilly came in. No, you're saying somebody came in. Uh, saw Does it not make happened. a lot of sense, people? It didn't make a lot of sense when we watched it. <laughs> the cop was like, so you're saying... Somebody sawed your mom in half, took your sister, and now she's kidnapped. It's like, yes. And who is this person? It's like, you know her. It's Jennifer Tilly. And he's like, and the yeah. The cops like, everything checks out. <laughs> so, yeah, this makes sense. So, even those guys have a record. I'm not suspicious. <laughs> and then they're like, oh. And then Lexi has the realization that she's an orphan just like the rest of them. She has no parents, and she's like, "Well, we can't. We couldn't think of anybody else to call, so we called this person, and it was their old teacher from season one." And when she came out, I was like, "Who the hell is this lady? Is that Sister Beth back from the dead in a costume or whatever?" But then Rip had to remind me, and I could be forgiven because we haven't seen this person in like, <laughs> you know, over a year. Yeah. So. What was it? Yeah, the teacher's yeah. there, and mm-hmm. Lexi's not going to let this moment pass. She needs to get to her sister, and she needs to do it ASAP. So she says, like, look, I, I need a favor from you because I need to get my sister. And then she's like, yeah, sure, anything. She's like, okay. And Devin's like, before we get there, we have to tell you the weirdest story you're ever going to hear in your life, and we need you to believe us. And then we cut to weeks later. We're in New York City. Looks like the ball, they're getting ready for the ball to drop soon. But Tiff is in a hotel room using candles on this doll. And she's about to use the Dambala chant. But as she uses the chant, nothing happens. And this is where Jumpy's like, oh, oh no. <laughs> And the doll sits up, and it turns out the doll wipes whatever makeup's on this face to reveal freckles, takes off their contacts to reveal blue eyes, and takes off the wig. It's Chucky. It takes off all the contour so that Chucky's chubby little face can be revealed from the, you know, petite feminine doll from before. Makeup works like that. Yes. And it's like a shapeshifter. 
And Chucky grabs a knife, laughs. Carolyn is in the corner smirking because she's been reading the book with Voodoo for Dummies. So <laughs> we can assume she, she did this. And as Chucky lunges, we cut to black. We kind of skipped over another important scene, but... Um, Nika's alive. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Nika had she called, called Tiff earlier. Yeah, she called Tiff earlier. She's like, sorry about Glenn. That really wasn't meant to happen. And I feel bad. So I'm apologizing genuinely. But nothing else has changed. I want to fucking kill you. And I'm giving you a head start because I feel bad about Glenn. But I'm glad way, that Glenn is doing okay because yeah. Glenn calls me regularly for updates and you know chit chat <laughs> chichi calls up mm-hmm. nika they have a podcast together <laughs> they, they 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 found the podcast in the in the trash <laughs> <laughs> they repurposed it yeah so chucky lunges at tiff and it cuts to black and that's the end of season two everybody we oh, did it oh dear it's over will there be a season three maybe well, audience, we got here, despite they, these directions. They definitely feel like they're running out of story and they don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know if season three is happening. I season two feels like it barely happened. Yeah. <laughs> it somehow felt really long and dragged out and also really rushed at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah. I would have liked... This is what I would have... Well. I guess we could talk about it in the season review, but I felt like the Doctor Mixter switcheroo shouldn't happen so like immediate. And I think they should have done away with the Colonel storyline if they weren't going to do anything with it. Just ignore that. Yeah, take it out. It it changes nothing. It just... Um, and done more with the bully character. What's his name? Tyler. Yeah. Or Trevor. Trevor, I think it was Trevor. But um, that was it. Um, um, the it's a season that keeps you on the edge of your seat because you keep slipping off from falling asleep. <laughs> I it's just hard for me to root for anybody. I'm not supposed to, but like it's the plot has stopped making sense, and I know that's stupid given the content and, you know, the premise of Chucky to begin with. But just because the premise is stupid doesn't mean I don't need a story to have some semblance of sanity to Actually, make sense. You know what? I don't think it's that the premise is stupid. I just think it's it's too many cop-outs soon after, I think, is what is killing you because it's killing me. Well, the cop-outs, yeah, are a thing. I'm just saying the premise of a doll coming back to life is stupid. <laughs> so like I shouldn't be trying to analyze it and be like, oh, this has to make perfect sense. It doesn't have to make perfect sense. It just needs some, some sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And the cop outs are killing me. They are throwing away these plot lines that I was kind of down to explore or figure out more about and, you know, move on from there. They kind of were all over the place and I feel like there wasn't they need a Kevin Feige of the Chucky <laughs> universe to wrangle these storylines together. And have some connectivity. Are you... Each episode felt different. Like a new they, writer yes. came in and was like, fuck this. And then we found out that that's not what happened. So mm-hmm. even more questions were raised. Mm. Do you care about Caroline still? No, I forgot Caroline existed until this episode. And I was like, oh, yeah, there was a sister. Right. Because I thought we left them behind when we went to the school. And I don't, then I don't Caroline, know. I mean, I'm sure she'll just die in the pilot. If, of, I mean, the first episode of season three, because that's the trend that keeps happening. <laughs> I mean, I'll figure, I don't know. I haven't wrestled with that. It's still like, you know, a little girl. That's Lexi's mm-hmm. little sister. But we knew she was being set up for for this. Villainy. Yeah. So, but even season one, like Caroline, you know, the big question if she's going to turn evil was more interesting because she hadn't turned. Um, I kind of thought she was going to kill someone, but like struggle with it, not just instantly be like, I'm a finger twirling bad guy and I'm going to kill everyone, hatch a Mojo Jojo plot from Powerpuff Girls to take over the city. 
Like, it doesn't make a lot of sense how evil she became. I guess, yeah, I guess we just have to see it. That 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 was, like, a pretty bad cop-out because it, it's like, okay, ha, well, I always felt like her motivations never st- stopped going that direction when she learned that her when her father died. But then she's like, oh, I pretended. I know he's not my father because I'm adopted. And Lexi's mm-hmm. like, Are, do you not see the color of your hair? <laughs> Raw blondes. <laughs> nobody is that good at gaslighting. I know she's a little girl with like problems, but still. Yeah, and it, it shouldn't have been like that. And you can't even use like her and Lexi's relationship as the because that's when bad things started happening. Lexi started getting more involved and making mm. sure like Carolyn understood that, that at least they're they're friends. That she's there for her. Yeah. Well, it is. It, it's all right, but as a season closer, eh. I feel like if the show keeps going, you know, Caroline will die, and Chucky will come back somehow, and so will the Bride of Chucky. If Jennifer Tilly still wants to do it, she's probably down. Yeah. Um, and then you know, Devin will turn, and Lexi will turn, or Jake will turn, or something dumb like that. Yeah. And there's not going to be much to root for. Yeah, because I can't take another season of Devin versus Lexi versus Jake anymore. Or rather... I can't take Le- Jake and Devin fighting at all. Yeah. It's so manufactured. It's so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> yes. it's It gets into that territory of like, I learned my lesson this episode, but the next episode I don't have to relearn that lesson. It is the Flash yes. paradox. <laughs> Flash has to learn the same damn lesson each episode. Well, with all that being said, Jumpy, any last words? Runberry. <laughs> Runberry, indeed. And with that, we conclude another episode of Phantoms of Silver Screen Podcast. If you like what you heard, please give us a like, subscribe, follow, anything that shows that you love us, because we love you. And I have no quip or pun to end this. We're just going to end it like this. Merry Christmas.